All right, we're live. So, welcome back to the Pam Hour. This is Camilla and Christopher Harris. And today we have a special treat. We actually have a guest. She will be our first guest. Her name is Michelle Melendez, and she is a mommy of four. So obviously way more experienced than me. Um, I definitely look to her for lots of parenting advice and insight. And um, yeah, she just, I personally think that she knows her stuff. And so I just really wanted to have her um, on with us. So thank you so much for coming, Michelle, or not coming or calling in, but thank you so much for um, taking the time to, you know, phone in. So how are you doing today? <laughs> Michelle's phoning it in. <laughs> She's not really serious. She's just phoning it in. Thanks for phoning it in. We know you're busy, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, hello there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like I was saying, she's a mommy of four. Do you mind telling uh, the audience your children's ages? Okay. 21, 19, 9, and 7. Yes. Sounds like her, like. Pen number or something. <laughs> that is also that's your, that's her your bank number. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone wants to take notes, <laughs> uh, that could be your daily four. <laughs> <laughs> it could be actually. Uh, but yeah, as you guys heard, twenty-one, nineteen, and then ten years later, another two more. So, um, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> and you know what, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, parents out there that can relate to that, that, you know, had their kids. And then, I mean, I don't know if you wanted or if it was planned, but you had your two kids and then, you traumatized kids. and then maybe I don't know like, if planned. Let's and all then like, a <laughs> yeah, make sure she's out of the room. <laughs> and then like 10 years later, you're like, oops, I guess we're pregnant again. We're not done after all. So, um, oh no, how, yeah, I wanted, I wanted another one. And you know, you the last one was just a surprise. Oh, okay. So you, it was planned like a decade. It was planned. Ago. I wanted a girl. Well, we wanted a girl. Oh, okay. So, so just to let the audience know, your first two are boys. The first two are boys. All right. We wanted a girl. We finally had a girl. And then oh, there we go. We have another boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so huh. funny. Well, um, so just out of curiosity, so when you decided your girl, did you want her for many years or you just felt the timing wasn't right? Or out of a, all of a sudden, like almost 10 years later, you're like, I actually do want a girl. Oh, no. I've been wanting her, another child or a girl for like years. So we've had her name already planned out since the first child. So, yeah, she doesn't oh, want it. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Aww. That's very sweet. And um, did you or did you pick out her name or is that something you and your husband decided on together? Um, we both decided. I actually met um, a girl named Sahai, which was which was Anderson's um, good friends at the time. Mm-hmm. And I liked her name a lot. So I was pregnant when I met her. So I said, if we were having a girl, I was going to name her Sahai. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sahai is a beautiful name. It's very unique. Um, I've, you know, your daughter's definitely the only Sahai that I personally know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, oh, that's very sweet. So for us, um, I was the one that came up with the name well I didn't come up with it but I've heard her name before 
But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't as it wasn't an amicable decision at first. But you know, Chris has his reasons for not liking the name Noel at first. But you know, it obviously grew on him because you know our daughter's named Noel. But the agreement we made, yeah. Mm. No, <laughs> okay, I, I was gonna interject. But well, the, I was gonna say her name is Noel Christina. Okay, <laughs> this is a Winnie Houston <laughs> Bobby Christina. That's, that is really funny you mentioned that because when when Chris had mentioned to me what you guys were naming her, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was like, oh no, I'm like you are not naming her after you. I thought she was named after Chris. That's Chris, like Christina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> well, Christina is a family name in his family. So it's like a serious family name. Mm-hmm. Like for those yeah. who well, ever watched like, you know, uh Goodfellas and they're at that wedding scene and uh you know, um the one that plays Henry Hill's wife, she's like, Oh, I've never met so many Johns and Paws and Maria's. <laughs> well in my family, like there's a bunch of Christinas. Like every other girl's name is Christina. <laughs> Maybe into tradition yeah that's yeah cute. so yeah that that's the agreement we we compromised on that i'm like okay her middle name can be christina no they actually compromise then, it uh-huh. yeah and then the next compromise we have is our next <laughs> one he gets to name yeah i was, I was thinking about chad yeah he's or, chad. To, yeah or colton yeah, he's doing this to me on what? purpose or yeah. easton no, no brad easton taken already yeah. you might as well name that poor child bartholomew shoot <laughs> Possibly, you know. I'll call him Bart. Wallace. That's what I'm Wally. Bo. Bo. Bo's nice. I didn't think about. No, no, no. We're not in Georgia. (laughs) I'm not in Georgia anymore. I knew so many Bo's. Oh, my Um, goodness. Felix. But yeah, I mean, now you have your four beautiful children. I mean, even though your first two are grown men, they're still your children. So you have four beautiful kids. Um, how are your pregnancies? Were they complicated? Were they easy? How were they? Oh, all complicated. C-sections. Yeah, all C-sections. And the, well, my oldest actually was um, probably the hardest. I was at the hospital all the time with um, dehydration and all. Plus, oh. you didn't mind. We were in our 20s, so Anderson was still at school in college. Oh, you and, were that young. How old were you with your oh, first? Oh, yeah. I was um turning 21 when when he was born so i was 20 one month shy of being 21 mm-hmm. so i was supposed to go to vegas i didn't make it <laughs> ruined it <laughs> just take a newborn to vegas with you i've seen people do it <laughs> that's too funny um so they were all complicated they're all c-sections um mm-hmm. yeah was the doctor like advising you not to get you know multiple c-sections like because i know that there's moms out there that have that fear i mean i'm i honestly i'm one of them because i've had my c-section and they tell me to wait 18 months uh, minimum and i'm like i don't know why i'm just so terrified to get i mean I, obviously i have to do it because i don't want to do the v-back but mm-hmm. i just i get so even thinking about it i get scared i'm like oh my god i have to be cut open again i don't know if there's going to be complications something in the back of my mind did that uh, frighten you? Were there? Do you think there were more complications because of the multiple C sections, or? Let's put it this way: I'm stubborn, so when I want <laughs> something, I just, you know, I really don't care, and I just say, "Look, I've worked in the medical field for so long, and I know the risk, and I know that with technology, it's gotten so much better." Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. 
I just really didn't listen. I wanted another child. Yeah, right. You know, I was like, my oldest was not going to be by himself. So Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, another one. And then, of course, the second one was born. And I was like, okay, well, you know what? Technology is always getting better. I'm not getting a hysterectomy. We'll just wait it out. Right. And then we'll just wait for the right time for it. And then have another one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, So with my first one i wasn't supposed to have another child they wanted actually they wanted me to have a hysterectomy and i'm like nope i'm too young i am way too young to have a hysterectomy why did they want that i really wanted to go deeper into that because that was like just thrown out there and you were still Um, in your early 20s yeah yeah um i'm one of those people that you know when they say there's a one percent chance that this is going to happen okay well i'm it Mm-hmm. whatever medical situations that can possibly be thrown at you that's rare that's me so mm-hmm. um i ended up with a heart condition i had cardiomyopathy mm-hmm. associated with pregnancy so mm-hmm. um yeah, i never even heard of that that's it's, a, it's basically the, the the wall lining of your heart it thins out oh, so that's wow. what happened with me so it weakens it you know right, right so um after he was born i was hospitalized for like almost two weeks mm-hmm. and I just kept getting these fevers like I kept telling like the doctors they wouldn't believe me by the time it would hit like three to four in the, in the evening I told them I said okay I'm gonna end up with a fever and high fevers again because I knew my body right because it was happening for days so I knew it was like a pattern they wouldn't believe me so by the mm-hmm. fifth day finally they were like okay let's get the cooling pad in here because you know we're just gonna start it up by that time and and so her fever can go down. So, you know, it's kind of like the cool bath thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's exactly what they did. They had that under me every day. And then finally, after I believe the 10th day, 10th or 11th day, they say, okay, if you still have that fever and shaking, because I was shaking a lot. Oh my gosh. Um, they said, you're going to have to go back into surgery and you're going to have to get a hysterectomy. So wow. um, I ended up not getting it, but I did have to go see a cardiologist afterwards who advised me that I should not have any more children because there's a a good chance that the next time around that I would probably not make it. Right. And again, and I said with me with medical. You. Yeah. So- <laughs> you're letting it phase you. You're like, mm, nah, <laughs> let me show I'm like, you. I could beat this shit. <laughs> yeah, and obviously you're here today. Holy shit. Yeah. So wow. of course, you know, my second one comes around and they said, you really cannot have any more children. You, mm-hmm. you are advising you to have a hysterectomy done, some kind of a sterilization done, or mm-hmm. have your husband have a vasectomy because you will die. They didn't even say 20% chance of living or anything. They, they just, just like, flat out die. said, you're going to die. Yep. You're going to die. So I said, well, you know, technology is getting better in 2000. Technology is getting better. I said, I'm going to wait it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you know. We started out uh, 2007, 2008. I said, okay, I think it's time for us to try again. Okay, so that's why you, you waited know. that long. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. We waited that long. Every, you know, medical um, technology is getting better and better. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, there's um, there's all always like a a chance that I could die or whatnot, right? But I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, there's a blood transfusion, and yeah, mm-hmm. I, I actually did get blood transfusion yeah, with. I with that. both the kids, yeah. I remember so that. with the oldest, I lost about a liter of blood, wow. and the second one, I lost two liters of blood, and the third one, I lost three liters of blood. So yeah. 
Oh my god! It was a lot. So um, with the third one, um, same thing, complication. I was in surgery, mm-hmm. and um, you know the procedure should have only taken about half an hour, or so no more than that. Mm-hmm. But um, I I was bleeding. I kept bleeding and bleeding, and they were having a hard time um, stopping the 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 bleeding. And I told them ahead of time. I said, get the epi- uh, the um, heparin ready because I already know you guys are, ne- are going to need to coagulate my blood because I'm going to bleed. They didn't believe me. I said, no, I know my history. I said, I know my body. It's happened to me before. So right. you need to get that ready. Right. If you need to order it, order it, you know. And sure enough, I hear him, um, get that, that heparin ready. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. In my mind, I was like, okay, I freaking told you so, God damn it. Like. You know, you know that's so frustrating. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I mean I'm not saying every time, but sometimes doctors just don't listen, and it's like women. I mean, we no. we know our bodies. You know what I mean? Like we know what we know what to expect. Like, mm-hmm. but you know, and, in, in in all defense for the doctors, they yeah, run through devil's advocate. You know, yeah. they they run through this type of scenario right many of times. I mean, it's they feel I mean, unless they're like fresh out of you know, med school or they're in their residency fellowship or whatever, mm-hmm. they it feel does. pretty confident, you know what I mean? But it, it, I mean, I agree. I agree. But, uh-huh. you know, the doctors also go by what you, what you tell them because it's your body. Okay. Right? Fair. You but exactly at the same time, people love to exaggerate things. Right. I mean, we could all say true. That. That's I true. mean, it's like someone walking in and telling you how to do your profession. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, are you doing this? Like, are you, is this what you went to school for? Uh, no. Uh-huh. Well, then, you know, I've seen this, please. And then a lot of times people come in with like literally a cough and they think it's, you know, the coronavirus and they freak out. Oh, it's yeah. Like, Dude, stop. Mm-hmm. Just please. Yeah. You know, other people. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm yeah. not speaking with, with about other people. I'm speaking about myself and no, what and that's fair, I have learned, but at you the, know. At, at the mm-hmm. same time, you know, I don't want to make it sound like all doctors are stupid and you need to make <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, I'm not they saying understand. that at all. No. I'm not yeah. saying that at all. I'm just saying that each, each individual, yeah, each individual, they pretty much know how their bodies work already. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes the doctor needs to keep an open mind, you know, mm-hmm. that maybe I really do know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Or even look at your medical chart or your his- medical yeah. history, you know, a- you know, able to see that as well. Yeah. <sighs> Well, it worked out in the end, so I'm mm-hmm. very glad. It did. It did. So, yeah, I lost a lot of blood on that, and I got another blood transfusion. But, you know, of course, I was at the hospital for, like, another week. Mm-hmm. And um, they said, you know, we can't give you any more transfusion. This is it. It's not – you're not getting any better. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how um, were you? Were you, like, severely was, ill, or were you – I had – um. The same thing, the cardiomyopathy, mm-hmm. and then I had like a pulmonary edema. Oh. So oh. Um, they, you know, so I was I started to like um, retain a whole lot of water and stuff. Um, oh, wow. So they kept me in the hospital for like observation, mm-hmm. and I knew what they were going to tell me that you know there's of course they they have to tell you there's you know they're looking at your medical record they got to say okay well this is it you know there's a chance that you may not make it mm-hmm. and you're you're you know sign off on all those paperwork and stuff anyway so i said i know i know all the risks mm-hmm. so um yeah so i basically just 
followed all the guidelines and and instructions that you know the doctors had given me and stuff and um I was released afterwards but I was taking I wasn't taking any heart medications at this time so this time around I was actually able to breastfeed okay so you were able to breastfeed yeah and how was that for yeah. you? Was that this is for your third child? So the yeah, first two you was, were not. Did you pump? Um, them? actually, uh, I did, but it, I breastfed this, the first one for like about almost um two weeks. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. since I started with the um, medication, I had to stop. Right. And then the second one, um, I breastfed for like almost six months, and then that was it. I kind of dried up. Mm-hmm. basically and then the same as i think the high was like the longest that you i was nursed. breastfeeding yeah so okay. i was i was breastfeeding for like almost eight months i think and then of course i was like done mm-hmm. yeah and then of course karen was just all butterfed right okay yeah we're going to take a little break because our break. little one is a little one just woke up. Just woke so up. we'll be right <laughs> really? back yeah. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back. Um, sorry about that. Everyone I had to put Noel back to bed. She has been sick the last few days, unfortunately. So it's been a little fussier than usual, um, but you know, healing thankfully. So we left off um, with Michelle as uh, she was talking to us about, uh, breastfeeding um, and then so Sahai was the longest how was breastfeeding for you was it a difficult journey I hate to use the word journey but I can't think of any other word was it a difficult journey or um, did you produce immediately after giving birth well I kind of prepared myself so I read a lot of like um, information about breastfeeding and how to keep um the mother's milk, you know, going and stuff, but none of those really worked. I mean, I tried the mother's tea. I, I heard of the fenugreek. mother's tea. <laughs> yeah, the lactation yeah. tea. Yeah, I tried the fenugreek and all that stuff, but what did you? Try? I don't know. Maybe it did work. Maybe it didn't. I'm not sure, but I mean, I only lasted it like up to eight months, and then I was already done. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's still pretty good. I mean, I feel like women mm-hmm. beat themselves up a lot about breastfeeding. Me personally, I we I took like a special pill that the lactation specialist yeah. told me about. Do you remember the was name? it ginkgo? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't that at all, dude. Ginkgoba? Oh, is it yeah. a ginkgoba? No, but it wasn't that. That's for your like brain and your memory. Yeah, no. I was like, Wait maybe you need that. Maybe subconsciously your, your body. <laughs> but you, it's like, bro, you don't remember anything. <laughs> Shit, what was it? Uh, Were you it memory? so bad. Actually, I was, but I was pregnant. I don't remember shit. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man, it tasted like hell? maple syrup, you said. Yeah, like, it, it tasted was like, like maple tasted syrup. Like syrup. Oh, my God, it was terrible. Something Greek. Something... I would burp, and like it would like I would taste like maple syrup, and oh, it was so disgusting. Fuck, where is it? Where's Alexa when you need her? She's too far away. No, she actually turned on, but don't go with her if we don't have her mic, though. Oh, can you look it up, babe? What those pills... Just type in maple syrup pills right, in the right. meantime. But my, maple my, syrup. <laughs> syrup pills. It'll know. Get on, get on that, dude. Google that shit. Oh, my God. I swear to God, that shit didn't work for me. Unfortunately, my phone's... Oh, yeah. His phone's no, preoccupied yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the uh, UFC. Sorry. <laughs> Priorities, priorities. <laughs> Sorry, ladies out like there. If you're listening, or something that yes, 
Something it like was that. fenugreek. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, fenugreek. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So they See. advised me to take one of those a day, and it was fucking nasty. They I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Did it? I had that on, I had on everything. I I took the pill. I took. I mean, I bought the actual herb and and mixed that in my like um food and stuff. No, none of those worked for me. <sighs> Yeah, I never tried the tea though. Did you try the lactation cookies? I've seen those at like Target. No, like, no. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the God, the measure some people would no. go, but yeah, I mean breastfeeding no, isn't for so everyone. Many yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long as you get like you know breastfed for maybe at least a week or two, they said it's already fine. Yeah, yeah, and so. if, you know bottle fed from the start, that's okay too. Uh, mm-hmm. But. Yeah. What? So, did you? Um. You said that your pregnancies alone were also complicated and unique. I remember you were telling me one story about um, uh, growing an extra set of teeth. Or what? Oh. Which pregnancy was that? <laughs> All of them. Oh, that is so wild. I'm still freaking suffering from it because my mouth, like, my mouth is so crowded with teeth now. Because you know, That's some so of them crazy. didn't really grow out. I've never so, heard of that. Yeah. Um, and did the doctor tell you? Is it? something like medical is it like a medical term for it or they're just like i don't know <laughs> like you're just, just growing to you <laughs> the doctor was like the doctor was like can i put you in a medical journal can i write about you i yeah, was like for I, what yeah. like, i thought sharks only generated teeth <laughs> well i mean <laughs> joking around so about it <laughs> when women carry their babies their babies get their calcium from the mother mm-hmm. that's also yeah. why it's so important for mothers to take the you know calcium and stuff and why when women get older they have children uh-huh. they have more of a chance of having like uh audio or is it osteoporosis because you you have like calcium deficiency exactly so maybe her body like you know overcompensated (laughs) and produced (laughs) all these yeah it's a possibility i mean seriously you know i had um with with oh i mean one of the the tooth was like growing like canine style Mm -hmm. so i had to get it extracted okay neither mind i was six months pregnant I had oh to get God. that distracted, you know, and when you, you know, you like gotta eat every two hours, right? And if you mm-hmm. can't eat every two hours, you're like all grouchy. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I could eat was like afterwards was like jello. I don't even oh, remember. I don't even torture. remember getting home because I was sedated. Jesus. So, yeah. <laughs> so, and then I had, um, <laughs> they, they took x rays and, um, Two of them actually like to do bottom front teeth underneath it. There's mm-hmm. two there that never really grew out. And we figured that's probably the time when I got my, um, cause I had a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. So we think it's from no. that. Cause it didn't like, you know, come out fully. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just prematurely sitting there. I didn't know I that you had a miscarriage. Um, what what yeah. period of your life did you miscarriage? Was it after your second baby when you after, guys were trying again? Or yeah, it was after. It was like our first tryout. I guess you want to call right. it that way. Right. Yeah, it didn't happen. It was like a back to back miscarriages, and then she came. Okay, yeah. so she's your rainbow baby, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How so technically, all my babies are all miracle babies because they weren't, except for Shamar, they, none of them were supposed to be born True, after true. That. Like, you're supposed to be dead. <laughs> you're supposed to exist. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. Yeah. Um, how did you take it when you found out that you had a miscarriage? It was it was hard. It was like, you know, you're I hear women all the time trying to like blame themselves and stuff and you always wonder, Well, how in the world would you blame yourself when it could it just happens, you know, maybe it wasn't meant to be type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I I did. I felt that way. I felt like, oh my gosh, was I not enough? I was I not eating enough folic acid, you know, food. So did yeah. I, was I supposed to have more greens in my diet when I thought I was getting them, taking all the prenatal pills, you know, you're doing all the right things, mm-hmm. but your body just didn't want it. Oh, I think Chris actually was around when that I happened was, because yeah. I was pissed at him. I me. Mean. I was a, I was pissed at you <laughs> what? and Anderson. What did why me? Because you guys, because I remember you guys, you guys were, you guys went out right. Now was my body was going through a process of like a miscarriage, uh-huh. and those two went somewhere. I can't remember when. And then to I church, call him most up. Likely. Whatever. <laughs> to pray for your body. <laughs> I'm so pretty sure we were volunteering to feed the homeless or abuse oh, children. I'm pretty positive please. that's what we were doing. That sounds like a weekly oh, ritual. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, so I call him up and I tell him like, okay, like I'm like I'm bleeding too much now. I think it's they're coming out. I'm gonna need you to come home. Mm-hmm. And then. He was like, well, right now? I was like, yeah, right now. You know, like, mm. I'm like, how dare you question me that when I'm freaking pregnant about to have a damn miscarriage and tell you. By the way, so she was talking now. to her husband, not me on the phone. <laughs> yes. Just to be clear. <laughs> just, she was not talking to me. Just talking to her husband. Me, I was unknowingly probably helping the priest <laughs> refill the holy water. Sure you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so his feet. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just. I mean, because I remember, because they like, and then he finally like came home and stuff, and um, I I remember telling him about the pass out, about the pass out, and then I passed out. And next thing oh, I remember wow. was, next thing I remember was um, uh, ambulance came. Someone was tapping on my face, asking me if I can hear him, and I remember just mumbling, you know, and then the um. I went to the emergency room and stuff, and then they had to do like a DNC because they were like, "You're you're really pale." And oh yeah, there you go. And there there he goes again when the whole bleeding starts, and they couldn't stop the bleeding, of course, as usual. It was there for I don't even know how long this time around, but I am um, I was. They said my face was just like so pale. You stay there overnight, um, right? I think so, but because I, know I remember I also... picking you up from um from the hospital. I remember yeah. I, I remember getting mm-hmm. you from the hospital. Yeah, because I was like, I guess I remember like um, getting delirious <laughs> that my poor nurse, I, I remember too, I was like telling her, I was like, you're so beautiful. <laughs> I was like, you're so beautiful. You remind me of, um, I think I, it was like a, it was like a medical show and I was telling her who it was. I don't know, but I, she had, I was like, yeah, she had this British accent you know, ah, <laughs> uh, she's like, I like you, drugged up. It's <laughs> more morphine. She was like, oh, thank you. But yeah, so they had to do the whole DNC thing and stuff. And of course, I was advised by the doctor that I shouldn't have any kids. But did I listen? No. Nope. <laughs> do what I want. <laughs> oh my gosh! So when you were bleeding, you knew, like, I'm having a miscarriage. Yeah. I did. Just knew. Okay. I did. I knew it. And then I even told them again with the whole heparin thing. 
And so I'm okay, we'll just get it. And then finally they were like, you're right. We have to order it. It'll be here soon, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, why don't people just listen to me? I know my body, damn it. <laughs> right, they should know by now. <laughs> like, it's me again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. It's it's me again. So, yeah, so I did I did that, that whole thing, got the miscarriage and stuff, and then another one happened, but um, that one was more easier. Like, it just... Was it I earlier on, it. or...? Yeah, earlier on, I was in a restroom, and you just, all of a sudden, just went, whoop. Mm, yeah, and just blood. Oh it just, wow! It was it just like it. It looked like a really huge blood clot. Sorry, guys. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, no, 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 no TMI here. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so for was, the for the first one, how far along were you? Um, not long. Maybe about twelve weeks or so. Oh wow! So you're you're yeah. almost to the second trimester, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <sighs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't long. What made was... you like after the two? What made you, you know, want to continue? Yeah, were you afraid to continue or to keep trying, or were you just determined? Like, I'm just gonna, it's gonna happen for me. Well, no, we just, we just. I mean, we knew that we were gonna. If we get pregnant, we get pregnant. It's not like. It's not like we weren't trying, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, but after after the first one and the devastating feel, feeling after the first one, mm-hmm. you continued, and then you had your second one. Like, mm-hmm. what was like? Does does sex then become like a mission? Like, we're gonna get pregnant. Does it no. lose? No. So no, it was still it passionate, loving. A, yeah, because it wasn't. It wasn't about that i mean yeah we wanted no, a not that it's about self, sex but it, but it was like you know like it was like all right i'm ovulating let's go oh no i didn't even check any of those okay so it's just you're just yeah kind of it's just, if, doing it was, your if thing. it was gonna happen it was just it was just gonna happen we weren't gonna right you know we weren't really checking for ovulation or any of that was there right. emotions like still lingering from the two miscarriages not as much, mm-hmm. because I think we were, we've made up with um, you know, with the two kids and stuff. And I mean, there was a time when I I, I would think about it. I don't know about Anderson, but I would think about it like what would have happened then, you know, right? Or how would have that child would have looked like? But if you keep dwelling on it, it just makes you more sad. So I I stopped. You know, I had the, yeah. the two kids and stuff, so I had to concentrate on them. And right. plus, the two boys give me very busy as well with their tuition. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you try working. to think about it, but you see a bill on the ground. <laughs> no, I mean, fuck. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about now. I'm yeah. talking about like beef right before Sahai was born. Like, that's, that's uh-huh. what I really mean. Like, because my question is, after the two miscarriages, do you, I mean, I know if me and my wife experienced that and she still wanted to try, I, you know, like sex for me would just be like a mission to we're going to we're going to have a baby, you know, and it's no longer yeah. like the enjoyment or ecstasy of, of sex. It's more like you're going to get pregnant. This is our mission. We're going to do it. Until are we you ovulating? Yeah. Check your calendar. Yeah. Market. You right. know, yeah, what can no, we do? And stress- that's what I'm trying to find out with yeah, you. No, I didn't stress out over any of that stuff because past experience on it. 
I mean, I've talked to many women on that. Mm -hmm. When they stress out over things, your body tends to just stress out as well, you know? It's true. And sometimes it just doesn't happen. It's when it's when you're more relaxed and, you know, not think about it so much and just enjoying yourself is when it does happen. And so I didn't I didn't dwell on it. But when I when um before I give birth to her though, I was scared out of my wits because I was like, Oh shit. I even told Anderson, I was like, you know what? Before I went into surgery, I was like, okay, look, listen, the doctors always said that there's like a 20% chance of me making this or whatnot. And I had to tell him more like, okay, this is what you need to do. <laughs> you know? In case you die. When, yeah, exactly. When I, if anything happens to me in there, you need to be with her because, you know, back then it's like, you always like worry about, um, what is it called? Bringing the baby into the nursery and forgetting to put the the um the tag on or something, mm-hmm. you know. So I told them, I said, you need to make sure that they put the tag on her and you need to look at her and really know her face, you know. Mm-hmm. So when um he's like, well, I'm not even gonna worry about that, you know, because you're gonna be here. I was like, no, you need to freaking listen to me before in case something does happen. <laughs> Yeah, at least be prepared but, um, just in case. It's sounds, yeah, exactly. Sound like like you know, best friends in war and shit. If I don't make it out here, you need to make sure this letter gets to my family. <laughs> no, Roger, you're gonna make it. Listen, I might not make it. <laughs> it's like Jesus. But yeah, guys. so yeah, so so when when she was when she was born, and they took her, and he was like. Like, are you okay? I said, go with the baby. Like, who cares about me? Go. Well, I know when our daughter was born, my wife was like, no, the baby's staying here. They're yeah. like, they're, no, no, no. You know, they're you like, should, ma'am, you, know, you, you slept should, for 30 you know, minutes yeah. last night. Do you want us to take her to the nursery? And, like, no. and like, no. Yeah. She can stay here. I don't need to sleep. It's more of like fresh off my, my womb kind of thing. You know, when yeah. they go in and like weigh her and stuff and making sure that she's okay and took her F guard and all that stuff. I was like, no, you need to go with the baby. Mm-hmm. You know, you know so that's so like that's so that. cool for you. You were like, all right, Anderson, you need to do all this. My wife was like, if I don't make it, I know you're. I know already by like next month you'll have a new woman. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? You I'm a new bitch. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> like, what? Wait, like what? what? How did that even happen? Sorry. <laughs> I already know that you'll be fine. I was like, what? I'll be oh fine. I was like, you just <laughs> died. I have a daughter of no mother. Yeah, but you'll probably have some other woman there. I was like, what? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I just walk out, be like hashtag single dad, and please fill this slot in. What? Was, you know, Michelle was like, "Listen, these are the things you need to do. Do you make sure these preparations oh are done. God. Memorize her face. Make sure you get yeah, the, you know, the footprint done." Thing. Mine was like, just. Just don't let her sleep in the in, in our bed. Like what? <laughs> what? Oh my god, Kenny! What the hell is going on, your <laughs> You know what? I was pregnant. <laughs> I was hormonal. I'm just gonna write it off as that. Oh, oh my god. god! I'm already an emotional person, but pregnant, I think I Jeez. cried like every day. I remember <laughs> over nothing. No, I remember. I, I, I remember funny. we were um, we were eating at Denny's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
I was crying like, over a juice. <laughs> yeah, she just, it was like a mushroom or something. She had she I mean, she was crying so hard there was like tears on the bun. Like if it was like 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 a, a condiment or something, it was like extra radish with tears. Uh, I don't need that. She was like just, I mean, if she was, and I'm like, are you, are you okay? And she's like. Just eating her tears and munching. And then out of nowhere, I start like maniacally laughing. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't know why I'm crying. Oh my God. The other people people next to you would probably be like, the waiter, he went and like slept me a note and he's He's like, like, he's like, the note said, like, are you safe? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) He's like, blink twice. We could call the police out. quickly. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my gosh, oh, like that that was psycho in the making. That was uh, weird. I can't even explain that feeling. I, I just felt that so day. hormonal. I, re- I remember where we were in San Diego. Of course, we were I, at Denny's. Yeah. I mean, if for listeners out there that's listened to our past episodes, yeah. I think this is our third <laughs> Denny's Every reference. episode, we'll talk about Denny's. Just fucking love Denny's, man. <laughs> I remember that. Oh I just, that was very wow. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, kudos to you and you're like prepping, you know. <laughs> no, Michelle, I mean, I don't know how you do it. Like, if they told me like you're gonna die, even if it's like a one percent chance, I'm like, we don't have to get pregnant again, do we? <laughs> we're gonna die, but it's one percent. Yeah, but like, what if? You know? <laughs> yeah, no. But you, oh my you goodness, did that's it. hilarious. Yeah, no, that's. That's awesome. Yeah, kudos to you. And you have, you know, you have beautiful children and they're your two oldest are like in college now. <laughs> like so, you know, they're doing very well for themselves and Oh, really well. Yeah. The oldest do. Yeah. So what were your um parenting methods or techniques to like whip up like two upstanding gentlemen? Like were you were you like a super strict mom? Were you a quote unquote cool mom? Like how oh, would you no. classify I'm yourself? I think I'm I'm no. definitely well, no. I could be I think I could be both. It no, just it listen. really depends on the situation. No, wait, hold on. I'm, I'm more strict. He knows you more than I do. Yeah, oh my god, I mean, whatever, listen. Chris, go ahead. Okay. Oh, I'm listening. So Let's hear it. I've seen though I've I've known the oldest two since they were like uh, maybe three and four. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. like yeah, I mean, yeah, I think three like three and like two and four, I I've known the the uh, the, the smallest two. And listen, right, um place. her and her husband are so polar opposites. <laughs> and like mm-hmm. you know and i think it's their two polar opposite that like made you know the first two boys i mean they're very successful mm-hmm. uh, i've never seen i've never seen two well-adjusted boys like and they were focused on whatever they were doing uh mm-hmm. michelle always had both boys in sports and in music mm-hmm. and they they well, they were never good. bored they were never bored like they awesome. there was no. always something to do and uh you know i mean tutoring i tutored the, the boys for a little bit I didn't and know that, yeah and uh they were never bored they were always uh and um but michelle is almost like a jeweler and like a worn uh, <laughs> because like she i mean it's it's real it's for me it's real wild because um like she has, I mean, every parent in this computer age, in this age of technology and computers, um, she has access to full view of her boy's email. So <laughs> she, you know, oh yeah, it's yeah. Change. But no, uh, there was an incident where that came in handy for her. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there was a situation where, thank God, she had few full view of her 
you know, of her child's email that she was able to prevent something, you know, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was a scary one. Yeah. And, um, you know, she's, oh my God. I mean, even now, right. Her, her son's like an adult now, like literally adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, just, I, I'm, I'm going to out myself. Um, uh, I follow her son on, uh, Snapchat uh-huh. and he was putting up Snapchats that were, because you know he's like he has a possibility of becoming like a congressman or a senator and i he put up something stupid so i called i called his mom i called michelle I'm like michelle <laughs> go to your son's snapchat and uh within <laughs> yeah within seconds that what what he put up let me i guess it goes anyways but she's like within seconds like there was like nothing ever like that ever again part of his mom yeah oh my god like within <laughs> seconds you know and then her son blocked me no he Shut didn't up. he did oh, he did okay. i'll just say <laughs> he did not he did not block me but like like i ratted him out and i was like uh and she's like uh-huh. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, like, I, I feel right. a whole lot of like curse. Yeah, she's. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh shit, dude. I feel bad, dude. But hey, Did I make a it's, mistake? <laughs> no, no. It was. It's. It's for his better bit. But um, they're completely different. Um, I think, uh, her husband's like. I mean, the the dude could work a sixteen hour shift, a graveyard through, you know, day shift, and still go to you know the children's practices and i think the fact that both of them were always constantly involved Mm -hmm. through heavy hours of work or not because before michelle's current job now she worked in the medical field so Mm -hmm. they always found ways yeah but they always found a way to make sure you know they were highly involved and i think that was some of it and plus they were extremely different uh she is she is the I, she's the disciplinar- uh, disciplinarian. Disciplinarian, absolutely, she is. Um, that and you know, uh, very rarely have I ever experienced Anderson needing to step in mm-hmm. because Michelle squashes whatever problems quick. Yeah, uh, she has an iron hand. You know, like the you ever hear that you know that British term, the Iron Lady that they yeah. had for the, oh, she's the Iron Lady. <laughs> <laughs> Would you agree with that, Michelle? Oh, I do. I think I'm more strict than he is. Mm-hmm. Honestly, my oldest and my second are probably more strict than my husband is. Mm. When in, in terms of the two little ones now. Well, yeah, because they went through hell by you. That they're like, "F <laughs> this, dude! They're not gonna let these ones have it easy." <laughs> you know, they're like, "Oh, oh, that was natural. That was maybe that putting was so the sound You didn't even mean to put that <laughs> yeah. in." I was like, "That's like perfect, actually. Let's just keep that shit in there." So yeah, I mean. Oh my! It was. I remember her oldest son was just laying down the law. She had to stop him. Samar <laughs> so was just laying down the law on all of them, on all of them, on all of them. Oh yeah! And she had to stop him. She had to like just like pull him aside and be like, "Listen, mm-hmm. I got this. Relax." Oh, oh my goodness! Some straight. Oh my gosh! Okay, let me tell you, Cammy. I had to teach. Well, not teach him a lesson, but. Well, technically teach him a lesson. I was so mm-hmm. mad at like, I don't know if you remember Chris, but I was, I was at work and, um, Chris and, and Anderson were supposed to be watching Shamar. Uh-huh. Okay. So they both this. decide, they both decide to go play soccer or whatever the hell they're doing down the street at the park. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And Shamar was at the playground by himself 
he was what was it like four i think at the time uh-huh. and I don't know um if this story's true but go ahead uh-huh 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 so <laughs> anyway so um i come home right and they're not home Mm-hmm. And where do I find Shamar? Shamar Walking is playing... into a man's van. <laughs> <laughs> Shamar was like playing on his own at the park. And where's Chris and Anderson? Where are we? Two grown ass men were nowhere to be found. <laughs> so, you know what I do? I, I take Shamar that. home with me. <laughs> and then they call up, like, did you pick up Shamar? I'm like, no, I just got home. Why? But I had Shamar with me. Like, I was like, this, this motherfuckers are going to have to learn a lesson on this shit. <laughs> I'm Where were you, This babe? is a dream. I don't think this is real at all. Whatever, I believe it. No. Where I, were they, Michelle? Did they tell you where they, they were? were? They were, I think they were playing, they were, were you guys playing soccer? They were playing soccer or something um, at the park. Let the me street. tell you oh the real story. The real story, what happened was this. I don't give a shit what the real story was. No, no, you guys still left my kid at the playground by here's himself. Here's the real story. <laughs> Me and Anderson were watching Shamar, and this man came up to us and offered us free puppies if he got to play with Shamar for 15 minutes, and we said, okay. That's what happened. That's the real story. No, this, this, this didn't yeah. happen. Yeah, this, so, it didn't happen. The positive this, this so they, happened. They come, so they come, they come to the house, right? I guess they went looking for Shamar and stuff. Right, I don't know where he is. I was like, well, you better fucking find my kid, right? So like he's here with me tantrum. playing. So, um, so they finally come home. They're like weird as hell and stuff. And you don't remember Shamar's this. over here playing. You don't remember? I no, can't believe you remember drunk. this. You guys I left know. my child. I can't so, wait to have her husband in because we're gonna we're gonna have to ask this. Yeah, we're gonna, gonna, we're gonna ask the man's perspective. Both of your asses are gonna be denying it. I already know. Just but anyway, <laughs> anyway, so they come home and Anderson and I get into this argument because you know. Like, how could I let that happen? How could I, like, lie to him about it? And he yeah. was worried sick, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, you should have left my child by himself. Anything could have happened. And yeah. Chris is, like, in the middle of it all. And no, stuff. see, Chris is never house. really worried. <laughs> no, I don't Whatever. think this is real. <laughs> Holy shit. It happened, dude. So it happened. Pissed. Oh, my God. Were happened. you worried to leave Anderson with Shamar alone again? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> Seriously, Chris, you don't remember that happening. I, you have to have listen, remember that happening. I don't remember you think any. Back, I'm dude. thinking back. This is not. You need to think real hard. <laughs> Go back. <my God>. That's <laughs> fucking terrifying. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I, I don't. This is fake news. <laughs> it just is. It's fake news. I don't know. This is not real. Oh my god. Uh, so Michelle, we mentioned back um, earlier that you had a career transition. You were in the medical field, and now, um, do you mind if I disclose what you do for a living now? Oh, go ahead. So now she runs her own daycare, um, and out of the her own home, very successful. And what made you want to do that switch from the medical field over to running your own daycare? Was it to have more time with your children, or were there other reasons? It was it was other reasons. I mean, yeah. one oh, was... See, um, this is true. Because I remember yeah. her first venture was going to be a coffee shop. 
Like she was going to do a coffee Uh shop. Uh And uh, Michelle could cook extremely well. Matter of fact, she could cook so well that her second oldest is like now like a a college graduate chef. Mm -hmm. And um, like, you know, I was doing my best to tell her to to open up a restaurant. But she's like, eh. Well, if you like coffee, I don't ever see you picking fucking coffee beans at Colombia or in, you know, Somalia. You know, if I if I have a, bl- you know, a blind coffee test, you know, there's no like, Michelle, which coffee is this from? She doesn't go. These are from the high Indian mountains. Like there's nothing like that. Yeah. No, coffee no, but shop. I wanted I wanted to do a coffee the coffee shop, but mm-hmm. but yeah. So um, I left because one, my my dad was ill, you know, mm-hmm. and then he needed a caretaker, and then mm-hmm. at at the same time, I was also having some problems myself. Like I was very stressed. I was um I was the, working yeah. long hours. The medical field and is hard. It sucks. Yeah, it, it just yeah. does. So I basically left the house at seven to get to work at seven thirty, and mm-hmm. there were times when I had to cover shifts, and wouldn't get home until eleven, only to go back to work again by seven thirty to open up, you yeah, know. Yeah. And then on top of that, I was a supervisor, so I was constantly on call. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started. Um, there was my body was just, I guess, rejecting everything. I started. Um, getting numbness in my head, like prickly feeling. My shoulders were like prickly and numb. I mean, I did the CT scans, MRI, all the stuff. They didn't find anything. Do you think it was from stress? So it it was from stress. Um, Wow. Anderson was like, well, you know, why don't you just quit your job? You wanted to, you know, have your daycare anyway. Just do that, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I like, because we talked about it for a while and, um, at the time he was he was um studying to be a correctional officer and all that so it wasn't the right time but when that started happening with like my dad and I was still having that issue Mm -hmm. and Anderson was already finished anyway he's like I'm already starting I'm already working and stuff so you can basically leave your job and just start your daycare so um plus um another reason was I think the other reason why I was like super stressed out as well was that my second, um, he had a um, speech impediment problem. Mm. So we would go to like speech therapy three to four times out of the week. Jeez, so busy, I would, um, mm-hmm, so I would go in, um, pick him up from school, from preschool, and then go back to where I'm at, which is basically down on Blossom Hill. So that's what about how how far is that? It's like about. Because of minutes. traffic, like 30, yeah, because of traffic 35. and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, so I would and the, so think about it. Uh-huh. She would drive past Tolly like, you know, two to four times, maybe a day. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There, yeah. back, there, back, and oh, totally for, um, for listeners that are not familiar, mm-hmm. we are located in the Bay Area in California, and Tolly Road is known as like notoriously like the worst road ever so always congested no matter what hours of the night of the day yes it's like the LA part of the Santa Clara County I guess how you can say um yeah so I would just drive and pick him up take him to his appointment drop him back to um you know drop him off to daycare and then go back to work you know and finish what I need to do at the um at the clinic Mm -hmm. and 
doing it over again, right? So that's that's like a long hour, and um, yeah. the managers weren't really having it. In the beginning, they were fine with it. You know, I was taking all my hours. I was doing all the work. I was doing everything I, you know, I needed to do with my job. Right. But it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough because I would take off two hours at a time, and then uh, people, you know, employees were complaining that I was getting special attention or whatnot. I but, feel the problem um, is for like for this field that um, the ones that are most responsible that actually take, you know, do their job right. end up getting the burden for those that aren't. And yeah. like the upper management uh, management always accepts the ones that don't mm-hmm. and they expect more for the ones that do. And mm-hmm. I think that's I the agree. problem. I agree. Yeah. So I went back to work that one day and, Basically, I had a letter of recognition and told them I'm leaving. And, you know, I told them, I said, well, you know, it's not just, it's not just um, with my child. I said, it's it's my health and my yeah. dad has needs a caretaker. So it's like various reasons and stuff. But let me tell you, after leaving that place, after like a month or so, I was starting to feel again, like. The prickly oh, wow. stuff was like, you know, it was fading like away. less and less. It was fading away, yeah. So it got better. So we figured it was, it was from stress. Yeah, I would love to sure. hear like, you know, or read emails of people that are in the medical field that experience that. Right. Because yeah. I think, you know, I know it's something that I feel, you know, um, you know. There's curses in the medical field. Migraines yeah. even, you know, like. I didn't get like a whole lot of my, I didn't get any migraines or any of that stuff, but it's just imagine your head feeling prickly and numb for like months, you know, and not knowing what was happening and thinking, Oh my God, do I have a freaking brain tumor? You know, (laughs) like what is happening? um, You're just, the the truth is that you're just miserable and your body's rejecting what you're mm -hmm. doing. Exactly. It was just overly worked, I guess. It was saying, you know, it's enough. You need to rest. Or find something that's more rewarding. So, yeah. So, people always tell me now or ask me now, like some of the clients even ask me, you know, because they come in for interview and stuff and they ask, well, you know what, you made you decide to go into the medical field. I'm sure it should be the money. And I tell them, no, it's not the money because I actually am getting paid less than what I would be making now if I would have stayed in my field. Mm-hmm. But I chose to do this and I, I tell them the reasoning. And plus, it's either, you know, either in the medical field or teaching. And I went to the medical field and now I'm just pursuing my other love. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so it's to the, uh, to the answer to the question is that, no, I'm not, I didn't go in this field to make money. Right. I actually went to this field to kind of, you know, to help people because it's what I do. I went into the medical field to help people and I'm in a different field to help people, you Still know, helping people. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and you definitely have a nurturing, um, you know, you're a super nurturing person. And I just see the way, you know, you treat the children, you treat them as if they were your own. And, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing that you do for parents. I know that they feel super um, at ease when they drop you their children off at your daycare before they head over to work. So, yeah, we do thank you for that, us included, because oh, we do use your service welcome. as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Did you like start your daycare immediately after or did you just take like a break, you know? 
just to like... um i we started the process i left the field in 2007 mm-hmm. and that's when we were like okay maybe we should try that's when we were like okay maybe we should try again for you know another child mm-hmm. that's the thing and in the meantime i can apply for getting the daycare so that's what i did we were um i applied for my license and we waited a few months because we we needed to get the house ready. Yeah. Preparations I mean, and all that stuff. The whole, the, so, the whole yard. Yeah. They did, like they pulled the, out. That, is that like on California standards or? Because the way they, they have like their the own way regulations. My backyard, mm-hmm. Cause the way my backyard used to be in the back, there were, it was just, it was roses. I mean, it was beautiful. Oh, wow. It was like a beautiful garden. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you can't have that around, um, you know, children because of the thorns. Right, right. Yeah, of course. So we had to get that removed. And um, you know where the, the fence is? Because in the backyard, there's like yes. this, you know, the overhead. And then there's that little um, pillars, whatever you call that. And yes, in between yes, yes. those pillars used to be just like cemented up to maybe like four, maybe like a foot or two. Mm-hmm. so that way you can kind of like i guess the old owners were like would sit down on there and just enjoy the garden or whatnot mm-hmm. so we had to get that removed we had to get that removed as well because i was just thinking you know kids running around they're gonna bump their heads on those edges and stuff right right so we had to remove all that and it, the process took a while because of you know we needed money and stuff we needed to fix the yard and then we needed um to fence out where the sheds and stuff so yeah there's like a regulations and all those Right. So we after uh, almost six months, I think <clears throat> it was finally done, and then I applied for it, and it didn't take long really to um, oh, really? apply and get approved and stuff. Mm-hmm. I did the orientation. They came in to do the in- inspection and stuff, and then by like that by January of um, two thousand eight, I was able to open up the daycare. But yeah, so like less than a year. And how did you? Um... How did you, I don't want to use the word recruit, but how did you advertise your daycare? <laughs> how did you recruit children to <laughs> my Recruit children to my army. <laughs> how did you um, advertise, you know, with like. puppies and free candy. <laughs> a white well, van. Before the Facebook or Friendsters or MySpace. Yeah, because you know. No, they were there. That, like that. During those like years, May, <laughs> MySpace and Friendster and stuff, the high fives yeah. were there, dude. Yeah, but not yeah. it is now. <laughs> that, I know, it's, it's not like that. Um, actually, the, um, what is that called? Um, licensing. Uh-huh. They, um, if people were to look for daycare, back then they can contact licensing to see what's around the area mm-hmm. and um now it's um they actually have a website on there to where you would just put in your zip code and it'll tell you where the daycare is closest to you um i also use uh craigslist and it was word of mouth word of mouth so okay. word of mouth yes and i was and then i i found out about um four c's subsidy mm-hmm. and I enrolled in that too. And so most of my clients were coming from 4C subsidy. Do you mind then telling, from there, um, telling the audience what that is, 4C subsidy? So, mm-hmm. so 4C is a local um, organization that helps with like referrals for um, parents who are low income to find childcare. Oh, okay. And you have to be contracted with them. Um, so that's where I got like, 
my clients. Okay, um, gotcha. And then the rest is just word of mouth after that. Mm-hmm. So um, how, how long, um, if you can recall, how long until you started making like, until I guess it was financially feasible where you were like comfortably making a decent amount? How long did it take? Did you start like with only like one child or just like blow up where you have like five kids? Like how long um, did the whole process take? I started, I started small because in that, you know, for childcare, you got to start small. So mm-hmm. you start off for one year, um, a small family in-home childcare and up to eight children. Okay. And, um, and then a year after that, you can, you know, um, apply for a large family daycare, which is up to 14. But with me, I started off with one child first. Okay. And my first child was an infant. So I wanted to, like, try it out. So eat an infant and a toddler just to see how, you know, how well we all adjust. Right. I didn't want to just um, take in all these children and I won't be able to care for them. So I started out really slow. Mm-hmm. And it so, was just you before your assistance, right? It was just me, yeah. Right. It was just me for years, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was just me for years because I never really went over eight mm-hmm. because, you know, we were trying to have a child. So oh, right, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go over the limit. Um, but at some point, I um, maybe a couple of years later, um, I decided, okay, let's, you know, I'll, I'll start with the large family childcare and then hire an assistant. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's like a, let's do like a whole back pay thing because we weren't, you know, Anderson was the only one that was working and I was too, but it's not like I was making a whole lot of money. Right. But I was fine with it because then, you know, I had the two little ones I was watching and then I had my boys then. Well, it saved you money on elementary. your own daycare that you were paying for because your mm-hmm. children were in daycare, obviously, when you were working. So Exactly. So. And then I was able to pick them up from school, spend more time mm-hmm. with them, you know. Yeah, definitely. So that worked out. That worked out really, really well. Yeah. Not definitely. for everybody, let me tell you. <laughs> no, I mean it's not. I mean, but I mean, it's it worked for your family. And yeah, exactly. You're well off now. Yeah, so that's really awesome. Well, um, I think that's everything that I have. Do no, you have any more questions, yeah, Dave? absolutely. I mean, let's talk about now with the, you know, coronavirus and how's that scary? <laughs> because, you know, her, where she's at is oh, now sure, becoming, yeah. you know, it's uh, slowly becoming a hotspot for it. And what's oh, your yeah, fear? Yeah, my, my home is a, my home is a petri dish. Don't you know? Yeah. No, I, I do <laughs> know because my daughter's sick right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do know actually. It's a, it's a petri dish. Yeah. yeah, so you know, I before this whole coronavirus is, you know, um was even introduced, I I have some kids who are ill like all year long. So I have a kid who has oh, allergies, a severe right. Right. yeah, allergies and then of course, you know, they don't know how to blow their noses, so it could have turned into like a post nasal drip, who knows, right? Yeah. But yeah. they're sick all year long and then of course seasonal allergies come again and it's like hey there goes a sneezing and the runny nose is turning into a cold kind of thing Mm -hmm. so parents would ask me like um is he sick again and i say well you know this child's always sick but it's more of um allergies than anything Mm -hmm. you know this child is fine and we we take extra precautions and i always tell parents like 
um, they ask me how um, things go when kids are ill. And I tell them, okay, well, we do have a routine to make sure that we clean and disinfect every day, mm-hmm. you know. And if there was any kind of illnesses with the runny, runny noses and coughing, we, you know, we clean double time because basically they touch everything and these kids, they don't know how to like, you know, wash their hands properly or not. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, so they are constantly washing their hands as well. And they know, they know they Mm -hmm. stick that hand in their mouth. It's like, up, wash your hands, dude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so they're, the kids are quite aware. You know, they they may say, okay, they're only kids. I'm like, no, they're really smart. They are aware of what's what's happening. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I tell parents, you know, we take extra precautions. And then now with this whole coronavirus thing, um, basically parents ask me like, what the, uh, you know, what we do and stuff, and we just let them know, okay, when you come in, parents must you know sanitize their hands yeah, right when no, they come no in before signing right. in. Yeah. yeah, no different. So um and the child usually um, just comes with us and then they wash their hands when they come in, you know, so it's nothing really different. We constantly wash our hands before meals, after, after meal. meals. Yeah, Do you yeah, take so the 20 seconds come, to wash your hands? Oh, it's, it's okay. So I'm also with uh, quality matters and with quality matters, uh-huh. they do 26 seconds. So we sing the ABCs. Okay. So they do like 26 seconds versus 20 seconds with warm water, okay. soap and warm water. Okay. Yeah. So, um, um, what happens when you see like a, like, you know, a dirty ass parent, like you, you like, you, you're like, geez, I know you make them wash their, mm-hmm. like use hand sanitizer, but like, you know, there's always that parent that always wants to touch everyone else's kids, but oh, you're so cute. And like, do you politely <laughs> tell them, can you not touch kids that are not yours? Like, what do you do um, with that? Has it happened to you? No, I mean, it, it hasn't because, you know, we're family oriented. So everyone basically knows each other mm-hmm. and they know oh. my rules and I'm pretty upfront with the parents, you know? Yeah. So um, when they do come in, they all know to basically just sanitize their hands. And if mm-hmm. they're ill, they know to stay back. I haven't had a parent go come in and not follow the rules because it is in my contract, you know, that I can terminate at any time without cause. Right. I will terminate you. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. it's there. But Your child I would have no daycare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, it's a mass hysteria with this whole coronavirus thing. So, um, oh, and changing the kids, um, we, I have myself and the staff, they wear gloves. Right. Yeah, they were gloves that. each time, whether changing just urine or, you know, if the kids have um, have bowel movements and stuff, it's they wear gloves, and they know the proper way of taking the gloves off because I do um, train them with that. Mm-hmm. So um, we take extra precautions on there. Even so, now with um, I think the only difference that we do now is that they it's the restroom is constantly being sanitized. Before mm. it would be like, okay, so it gets cleaned after everyone leaves. And then, um, you know, after, during nap time, it gets cleaned. And then after the kids leave, it, I mean, after the kids leave, it gets cleaned. But now it's more of like when a child goes in there, 
you know, you gotta make sure they wash their hands and stuff. If they're using the restroom, having a bubble movement or whatnot, mm-hmm. it gets sprayed with Clorox and then they just, you know, no one can go in there for the next 10 minutes or whatnot. But that's the only thing that's changed because of this whole coronavirus. But other than mm-hmm. that, take extra precautions, it's, right? It's the same. People are just not washing their hands, I guess. Because mm-hmm. now the now the shelves oh, yeah. are emptied yeah. out. It's like what about before, yeah. guys? <laughs> I know it's it's um yeah. So the kids wash their hands all the time. So not even the older kids, if they know, like if they stick their hands in their mouth, because you know they fidget with their fingers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're constantly putting their hands in their mouth every time mm. they put their hands in their mouth. Okay, go wash your hands. Soap and water. <laughs> they're like, ah, oh, again. I'm like, yep. I can because I, I have to. Yeah, <laughs> I have to explain to them like how that's how germs get spread, and you know we want to stay healthy and mm-hmm. not miss school and stuff. So they know. And then I tell them if you have to fidget, fidget with your fingers, twiddle with your fingers, or get a toy to play with while we're doing learning time. Mm-hmm. You what do you know? mean? Like what? What else would they fidget with? Huh? What do you mean? Like when you need to they, fidget? They can fidget with like um because. They're toddlers. Their attention span is very limited, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they got to do something with their hands constantly and their feet, right? So I back, you know, a while back, they would, some of these kids, it's kind of like a soothing mechanism. Uh-huh. So some kids would like suck their thumb or like some kids would still put their hands in their mouth. You know, it's a given. You see kids, you see elementary kids, or I used to do this when I was a child, bite the, um, the pen or like a pencil, right? Yeah, I used to do that too. So mm-hmm. now I just tell them if they want to fidget with something, they can get a, you know, you can get a toy. They can mm-hmm. squeeze a toy. They can play with a toy while we're doing learning time because I know they're paying attention anyway. Yeah. yeah. So they just do that. Mm-hmm. So we just have to do a strategy. whole lot of like reminders with the kids and stuff, the kids and parents as well. Yeah, very patient. What are some of the things that are your pet peeves with parents and what they do with their little ones? With the little ones? Yeah. Okay, let me think. Let me think. I have a lot, but you caught me off guard. I can't think. Well, what Um, about the the parents that use, um, you know, those harnesses to prevent their kids from running in the street? (laughs) I don't believe in those. Well, what what do you mean you don't believe in them? Well, okay, so I would have to spend some time with the child to see how they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And most of the time, it's more of um, the child wanting something. So, okay, I guess you can say, what, like a child would run off or something? Is that what you're worried Mm -hmm. about? Well, I mean, she does run off. (laughs) I mean, you're, you know, you're walking down the street, your child's learning how to walk well. And then she just. Well, that's why you won. hold your child's hand. Okay. I mean, you could, you could. Okay, so that's basically. Fair. Oh, good. Let's talk about this because this is more of like an expectation. You know, we'll have our classroom expectation. We'll have our mm-hmm. our expectations with parents as well, right? Because we got to be all on the same page, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, what I normally tell parents is that okay, first I I do give my opinion, and sometimes they don't always like it, which mm-hmm. is fine, mm-hmm. but um. It's easier to basically teach your child expectations now than later, you know, so they can get used to it. So okay. holding your child's hand saying, okay, if you want to cross the street, you can okay. hold my hand, you know. If you want to go um, see that toy across the street, you got to hold my hand instead of, 
um, just letting your child just run off, right? Because that's right. when you use the harnesses and stuff, right? So um, I don't know. That's what we did with our children. I'm just going by what we used to do with our kids and stuff. So when we're in a crowded place, mm-hmm. it's either, depending on their age, it's either you hold my hand or you're going in a stroller until we get there. I mean, even so. if your child's for like 15 months, I mean, you still have that same type of communication and they yeah. don't understand that. Well, they, they pretty much, well, yeah, they don't quite understand, but if you get, you know, repetitive right. reminders and basically it becomes a routine for that child right? and they'll get it. We're, Eventually when they start talking, they'll say, okay, I want to hold your hand. Daddy, I want to hold your hand to go across the street, you know? Right. Were any of your, your, um, your four children when they were, uh, you know, taller, did any of them, complain a lot, scream a lot, or were they all just quiet? Mm, I have my last child. He was very colicky. He was very colicky. I mean, you could not soothe him for the life of me. You would rock him. He Uh would still cry. You would hold him. He would still cry. But I mean, like, you know, with strong personalities moving mm -hmm. around everywhere, if you try to stop them, they would, you know, not throw necessarily a tenter tantrum, but would just be, you know, loud and and complaining, you know. Mm -hmm. And all kids do. Right. Most of them do normally. And so when they're done screaming, I just ignore it. When they're done screaming and yelling and whatever (laughs) they're doing with their tantrums, then I'll say, okay, are you ready to talk about it? How are you feeling now? So you think that's you know, the best way to do it? Just let just them, ignore like, them? No, no, no. no. <laughs> just, like, let them let it my, out. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, if sometimes I, I have a kid who doesn't know how to, like, express themselves, right? right. And I'd have to kind of guess what they want. So I use, I use visual cues. So, oh, good thing you mentioned this part, because with kids who are under two years old who cannot express how they feel or what they want, I usually use the sign language or I use visual cues. Right. So for instance, like with babies under um, one years old, you know, if they want their milk because they're, they're so tired, there's a sign language for that. Or if they're like crying, you know, something's going on. So check their diapers, you know, or maybe they're bored because they're not doing anything. They need to be engaged with something. So you do a lot more like redirection, right? Mm-hmm. So depending on this, on, on where you're at in the setting, um, visual cues are always good because then they can point, you know, and then you can start teaching them, you know, sad and they see the face or whatnot because we're talking about emotions. You point at it, sad, happy. You start off with like one or two emotions. Usually they're sad or happy for infants. No more than that, right? They don't know anything else. So you start with those and that's usually what I do with them. Or if um, you're, it's, it's time for lunch or something. Are you hungry? You know, you can point out, you can go into the refrigerator. Do you want food? Or you can show pictures, again, food. Or you can do the sign language for eat, mm-hmm. milk. And how long know, does that eat. usually take to teach them the sign language? If you do it every day, depending on the child, it doesn't take long. Um, I was I started doing that with, I'm going to use one of my, my daycare kids as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, when they started with me in, what was it, my first, uh, uh, July. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of them started in July and we were doing like sign languages um, maybe a month after he was in because I was still kind of trying to see how 
he is with his with his personality. Mm-hmm. So I I discussed it with the parents about using sign language to communicate. So we started off with things like more, eat, milk. You know. How old was he? So <clears throat> uh, let's see, born in January, so seven months. Okay. Yeah, there was seven months. So I started that and then done. So um, we use those and it helps a lot. And then um, what else do we use? <clears throat> I just, I just, you know, usually I just tell my staff if they're crying, there's something going on. So if, if they're not wet, if they're not hungry, um, maybe they're tired. So there's a sign language for, you know, sleep as well. We do that. Um, if they're just there not doing anything and you're not engaging with them, they're probably bored. So start a game with them. So that's mm-hmm. usually what we do over here. We like to do a game, read a book. You know, that's when you start introducing like, or sure, peekaboo, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's it's definitely um, it's easier to pinpoint for a newborn because they only want sleep um yeah. I mean, unless they're sick but that's a different story um yeah. so you've experienced you know from the earlier you know from newborn to now adult what would you say is the hardest stage of a child's life as a parent did you think the teen years were the hardest the newborn years toddler years what, what do you think is the most difficult well, or the most challenging i mean that's a that's a great question but i i just i really want to go back with this harness thing you know oh, because, <laughs> no because it wasn't answered like you oh, know yeah, i mean you, you 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 feel that kids should be on a harness don't you yeah i no, you, you don't but i'm talking about cammy for me yeah well i you know i know my my kid like today we went to best buy for example because we're looking at computers uh-huh. and I have to be behind her at all times because I couldn't even like sit, I mean, stand there with Chris and the Best Buy genius or whatever they're called because I had to run around with Noel the yeah, whole these time. Yeah, mixed up. We went to Best Buy and Apple's. The Apple has the geniuses. Uh-huh. The Best Sorry, Buy the, ge- the, the geek. The geek. Did she pull you? She pulled you everywhere, right? Yeah, I had to run behind her. Did? She just runs yeah. off and I'm like, You know Holy what I do? Crap. What? You know what I do when she's here with me and okay, she wants, what? um, Yes, I need to so, because <laughs> I did see that, cause I, I've been like kind of observing because I I told my staff about the whole harness thing, right? Uh-huh. So I said <laughs> like I need to wing this now. child off. I'm like uh-huh. I need to wing this child off from that harness. So um, I told them I said when she wants something, go ahead and have her hold your hand and let her point to what she wants. But you know what though, she oh, she, yeah, she she does that. She does that uh-huh. now. Prime example for today, uh, you know That's something you taught her though. Michelle taught her that. She wasn't Which doing one? that before. Well, she was grabbing the hand prior to to this week. She would put, she would grab your hand and put your hand on things that she wanted. Mm-hmm. So she yeah. was she was doing that prior to to working with Michelle. Mm-hmm. But I think that's that's her crying now. Oh shoot, you guys are crying now. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, yeah, I'll so, be right back. You can keep going. Okay. But you know, but okay. finish finish going on. Finish continuing with that. So so um like. Okay, so she, you let her basically guide you, right? Because that's yeah. usually what you do. Because these kids, you know, they just they're just gonna do what they want to do because you know they don't really understand right now. Yeah, yeah, but what I have been working on with her is, if I'll, I usually prep her ahead of time, I go down to her level and I tell her, okay, all right, Noel, it's time to go inside. 
right? We're going to go inside and wash our hands. And usually she'll like try to pull me off. I said, okay, let's go try going this way. And then I just kind of like move her a little bit. Okay. If you want to, um, if you want to go on the other side of wherever it's supposed to be, let's go in first and wash our hands. And so I just basically guide her to come inside. I, I don't give her any option at that point because it's, it's time to eat. And so I'm teaching her her like routine and stuff. And it's not like pulling her. It's more of like guiding her like, okay, let's go now. All your friends are coming in, you know. And so eventually she follows, um, who's her favorite now when it's so high, it's not around, Jacob. So uh-huh. basically I would say, okay, let's go follow Jacob. And I'll say, Jacob, come hold her hand. And so um, Jacob will come and hold her hand, and, and Jacob would say, come on, Noelle, let's go inside. And she usually follows. Right. <clears throat> Either Jacob or Leilani, one of them, is who she likes to be around with. And so that's what we've been doing here. So I'm hoping it'll continue into like a routine for her so she right. knows she knows her routine. She knows the boundaries, you know. Right. Right now she's so, like. What I'm noticing from her is that she's like tripping more than ever, which she didn't really before. But mm-hmm. I don't know. She's doing quick turns because she loves to run, and then she <laughs> yeah. does quick turns. Yes, and it pivots cl- yeah. so quickly. Yeah, and then they get she excited. I yeah. know. And then she does like this drunken master type of walking, like she's tipsy mm-hmm. or something. It's so weird, <laughs> you know. And um, I'm just noticing that. And um, right now, because uh, I'm I'm noticing that she really, I mean, she's sick right now, so I don't know if that's really fair to say, but uh-huh. she's very clingy where she, you know, she's such an interesting little girl because she could be very independent, but at the same time uh, have her moments of like extreme clinginess, you know? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's it's so interesting to see such a strong personality. I know Cammy wanted to use the harness because she's like, look, I want to be able to let her walk around, but still be close enough to us. And that's what, you know, that, that was the purpose of that. And we have uh. one. Like we have a harness that's not really like it's like a um it goes around her waist and it's more like a um a, like, like a purse like, yeah no it's a purse that she has she has mm-hmm. a purse and she puts the purse like how a, a, a sling over her shoulder and then she has like mm-hmm. a strap that goes around her waist connected to a loop in the purse and then that has where uh we hold her. Uh-huh. So, like, you'll like it looks like a normal purse, but then there's like a string out of nowhere, and that's yeah. how it looks, you know. Yeah, well, you know, this that this is just my opinion. Yeah. Ultimately, you guys are her parents, and you know her more than I, and mm-hmm. you know, so and you're the expert on your child, you know. I'm not an expert on your child, so it's whatever you feel is best. I mean, right. even though I disagree. Right. But that's that's just my own personal opinion on that, you know. Right. I mean, I I really don't feel like an expert on my child. I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm learning my, I guess we uh, should tell I guess we should inform your viewers that I am no expert and that I'm just going by my experience. I have <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, but I mean that's just the, you know, that's that's just something that we're we're noticing and seeing is that, you know, we're just trying to do our best and trying to 
have her still have her confidence and feel, you know, uh, sort of how do I want to articulate this? We want her to feel her growth as, you know, as growing up without, you know, feeling like, oh, everything's bad. But at the same time, we need to find a way to communicate with her. Because one of my biggest frustrations is I don't know what she's telling me because she'll literally have conversations with me and I don't know what she wants. And she does get frustrated. She gets frustrated mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm not understanding her. Have you asked her to hold your hand and show you where what she wants? I haven't said hold my hand and show me what you want. I go, I have. no, I, I, I tell what her what, 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 her, yeah. and eventually she oh, yeah. grabs my hand, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so today I, I made a, a like a little, it's a, for like, a, I have real nice headphones for this podcast and. I took one of the headphone boxes and I put it on my head like a hat and then I put uh-huh. it on her head. So we had little headphone head boxes and she yeah. liked it and she wanted me to continuously put, you know, uh, the box on my head as a hat. So she would grab my hand, uh-huh. put my hand in the box and they like, ah, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> you know, and I'm trying to talk to her like full English Wait, words. She's putting, she's putting your, your hand in where in the box? In the box. And go, ah, bah. Right. And expect you know, and I know she wants me to put it on my head as a hat again. Yeah, and she'll take so it you, and put it on her mom, and then put it on herself. You know. Yeah, and just just use your just use your words on those, but you can just tell her, oh, you're putting it on my head. Yeah. you like it on my head. Yeah, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm. But the thing is, you know, that relates to when we're walking around in public with her. I mean, she doesn't uh-huh. really run off. But she's like, okay, like she'll start walking and she'll turn around and look at us like, well, what's your problem? Come on, let's go, you know, and yeah. that's what we're just experiencing with her. Yeah, so, so mm-hmm. there's a time. Okay, well, what we used to do is that there would be a time for the kids to kind of run off and a yeah. time for us to like, no, you're going to be holding my hand, you know. Right. And so a part of it would be like if they were walking on a sidewalk or something. Mm-hmm. So that would be the time when I say, okay, it's time to hold my hand. You know, you're holding my hand. You have no choice on that part. When we get to our destination or wherever it would be, then you can go and run off where it's more safe. So that way they can establish the boundaries of like safe areas and, you know, Well, my biggest fear is like, you know, is like, you know, crosswalks and stuff because i don't know when that's going to be safe or when we could feel comfortable to have her you know do stuff like we, I, I don't know when is it okay so that's why you kind of like let her know that it's okay to cross the street and the crosswalk but you got to right. hold my hand because that's safer than you running off on your own and it, for me with her on that harness yes she's very free and mm-hmm. so when once once you guys start taking that harness off when you guys go into that same routine of going through that same, you know, crosswalk, she's just going right. to walk on her own and run off because she doesn't know her boundaries. You know, mm-hmm. she doesn't know how to be safe because she's a kid. Right. So that's why I feel like you should start it like earlier on. Well, we so that way she can establish it. We haven't really done the, uh, the harness yet. You know, we, we oh, haven't you really, haven't. Okay. No. Okay. No, no, we, we, we haven't. We've just, you know, we're we're just like we think we have it, and we've just been letting her walk around with it. You know what I mean? So I mean, we're we're just not we're not there yet with the harness. Oh, okay. I thought you guys already did. No, 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 no. 
no, no, no. I just knew you hated it a lot. So I was like, I'm going to yeah. tell her that I started it. <laughs> like, I think I made that part clear. Yeah. You know, because I was like, you know, Michelle's not going to tell us what to do with my daughter. I'm gonna do what I do. This is my child. Yeah. Well, again, like I said, you're got, you guys are the expert on your child. You know, when I go don't to my pedal now, because no, whenever I'm I talk that, to you off the listen, off air, I'm you not, act like I'm you're not, my you're the expert whoa, of my child. What did I walk okay, into? Okay, you know what? <laughs> you, you, got, you, got, Cammy, you got on. You got on the phone, and now he's trying to act like he's the man. That's what happened. <laughs> Now with Cammy, I'm telling you, all of a sudden, when we're, when we're not on the air, you start telling... Oh, Hang up on him. Hang shit. up on him. There was I'll a back, guys. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my Look. gosh. But anyway, I, uh-huh. as I was saying, when, we, when I go to my trainings, right. we're usually reminded that the parents are the expert on their children, and we're just there to support. But, uh-huh. see... Noelle is not just one of my daycare kids. She's my goddaughter. So, yes, I'm entitled to my opinion. That's fine. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. See, you know, you know you're, you're really the expert of, of your child. It's like, dude, this is not how she talks in real life. This is oh, fake. Really, it's your decision, but I'm just saying I'm entitled to my no, opinion. My own all, opinion. All, and I'm all gonna I'm tell saying you how I is that. that you're a fraud. Like, you say, <laughs> you know, you say, you know, Chris, <laughs> you know, you're the one. <laughs> you're the expert because the truth is when we're not on air, it's something totally different. You know, you, you, you all of a sudden, you know, put me you put the restrictions on me and even though you know you don't have a physical harness on me the way you try to you know uh manipulate my mind on how to do my child feels like there's a (laughs) a mental harness on me and i find that insulting that you try to in public be like you know what i've always said i support your thoughts and whatever you do if your child you're the exorcist like no she's 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 fake okay okay she does let's just put this on record you are the expert on your child but But, i am also noelle's godmother so i am entitled to my own opinion okay no one's challenging your personal truth if your personal truth is real or not no one's saying that and all of a sudden you're trying to you know you see you're trying to use a verbal judo here on like this is my (laughs) personal truth and this is my opinion and i have a right as an american to have my opinion and no one's saying that it's just but you're trying to do it so you could you know, be Tammy, you're gonna have to listen to this um, conversation <laughs> over again, and you can tell me exactly what happened. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Where did she go? She went to go take care of. I mean, let's. Yeah, she's like, she's like, she's like staying back. I know. Uh-oh, it's them two right now. Why don't you... stay back for a bit? <laughs> Cammy, why don't you bring the 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 child here? The child here. <laughs> bring the child. Cammy, come hither. <laughs> come hither, please. <laughs> We're trying to bring her to. She's she's just been so grouchy because she's been so Aww. ill. Yeah, she's had it really rough. She's had it really really rough. She still like have that. What is it? A cold? Well, yeah, she had the cold. She had the cough. She had the you know the sneezing. And right now mm-hmm. her just nose is just running like a river. It's you know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, the river flowing. I was, I, I told, I had told Cammy, I was like, this is what happens when you put her in daycare, you know, and I was like, well, what's the story? Well, you know, the little boy's supposed to have allergies. Like, yeah, right. The, his parents knew he didn't have allergies. They didn't have no one to take care of the baby, so they, oh, it's allergies. He's not sick, and the kid went and affected the whole staff, the whole daycare. <laughs> no, you know? dude, I've had this child since he was an infant. It's uh-huh. allergies. 
Okay. Oh. <clears throat> His allergies turned my baby sick. So he has cooties then. That's how cooties. I take it. Oh yeah. my goodness. <laughs> if you're going to talk bad about my children, I'm going to hang up on you. <laughs> 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 I was like, my poor bitch. I mean, I was like, I think she's gonna get sick. And mom, oh, behold. she's gonna get sick, all right, because she's oh, going no, into a new environment and stuff. I know, so. I know, I know. You remember know. the boys were sick all the time. No, 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 I know. It's you know, it's just comedy. Okay, I am back again. Take four. <laughs> Yeah, so Noel keeps waking up because she's not feeling well, um, because she's sick. But, but yeah, I mean, that wraps up um, our interview with Michelle Melendez. Thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciate you um, taking the time because I know how busy you are. <laughs> yeah, and for sure we're, we're going to have you back, um, unfortunately. Um I of think course, we're going to have a round two on this discussion, Mr. Well, I mean, oh, sure. oh, I need okay. to listen back to this. I don't know what's going so, on. So, <laughs> you know, we were, I, I personally was very polite to you, but next time oh we're going to really, because <laughs> you real really planning. come off like, man's, how is this man? That doesn't make sense. You know, the thing is that, like, just talking shit. I just think that uh, we, you and I need to straighten some things out. It's fine that you're opinionated. <laughs> And it's okay that you have opinions, but the thing is that the fact that you go, well, it's just my truth makes me feel like you're just, you're sort of just, you know, trying to prevent anyone from giving a secondary opinion. It's my truth. So I don't have to. No, it's not. We, I think we both agreed on the harness thing. It's just, she makes herself sound like such an angel when it comes to like, you know, you're the expert with your child, but but behind the scenes, she comes and starts, you know, you know, she, all I said was when I go on my trainings, they inform us, they remind us mm -hmm. that the parents are the expert on their own children. Well, I think you so need that tattooed would, when it comes no, to me. Listen, listen. And I said, uh, you know, see, and I said, you are, you are the expert on the well because you are, you know, her parent. But right. I said, she is my goddaughter. So I am entitled to my own, my own opinion. And that's, that's fine. But the thing is, that's cute <laughs> and that's fine, but it's fraudulent. And you call me a phony baloney. Yeah, because, I call you because you're fraudulent because it's fraud. Because you are expert because, on your own No, child. because unless this is something that's brand new or you need to get tattooed on your knuckles or something, mm -hmm. you don't act that I think we need to do a it. recap. Well, we should do a recap then. Oh, we need a recap. Well, we're obviously going to come back on the show because I think that we've covered a lot of ground. To no, I episode. think we've done a nice introduction. I, I, I think she really kept herself mild because she has a lot of opinions <laughs> and she really kept herself mild. You and I was waiting. You wanted the show to be raw. So there you it go. But, but you weren't raw. You were like very politician-y. So I'm just waiting for you to run for, yeah, <laughs> waiting for you to run for city council or chambers or something. Because oh, you're like, oh, and, you know, Does he have a mute button? is, you know, um, you know, they're the experts and All I'm right. just here to help. It's like, dude, that's not who she is. It's wow. Anyway. Um, I need a You've mute been exposed, button on my side okay? You've been exposed. <laughs> anyway, he's like, oh, you gave a lot Lord. of insight. 
Uh, I think a lot of women can resonate with the things that you have um, told us tonight. But yeah, I mean, thank you so much for, um, again, being on the show, Michelle. I really appreciate it. And we're definitely going to have you back on as the show progresses because I really want to just hear details more about your daycare because I'm sure a lot of uh, moms out there are sick of you know, working and kind of want to run their own business and you successfully did that. Wait a minute, you wanted to come back on to open up competition for her? <laughs> I'm just trying to understand what you're asking well, not for all right listeners now. Live, not all listeners live in the Bay Area of California. Yeah. It's not a competition. <laughs> yes. Can you it's come back and tell us how another. we could open up our own business <laughs> so we could take people away from you? Can you tell us how to do that? Not everyone's located in the Bay Area. There's going to be yeah, listeners. Yeah, but I can actually help parts. with that. And I'd be I'd be happy to do it. You're gonna be Chris. a consultant or something? <laughs> Are you gonna pay me? Like, here, I'm a consult. How to open up your stuff? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Michelle. That's um, yeah. We will talk oh, to you later. Oh, you're welcome. You guys <laughs> have a good night. Yeah, you want to well, go watch my shows? Yeah, shows. Go to sleep. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I totally get it. This is, this is the unwind time with the, the wine time. and <laughs> the, the rosé yep. before bed. <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's my me time. Yeah. And you're yeah. cutting into my me time, Christopher. Now you see, well, you're going to make me you're, mean well, I'm going to be me too. Hashtag Michelle's not nice. You know? <laughs> Michelle 2020. All right. All right. <laughs> okay, good night, guys. All right. Thank bye, Michelle. Bye. Bye. So that was Michelle Melinda's uh, listeners. I hope that you um, got a lot from that because, you know, she's been through a lot you know difficult pregnancies mama four what i just found out tonight miscarriages um successful working mom who is now a successful entrepreneur so if you have any questions about tonight's episode or maybe you have um some questions that you'd like michelle to answer for future episodes because we will have her back because she's a good friend of ours um you can email us at mysakiproductions at gmail.com you can also follow us on our Instagram handle at mysaki productions and that's everything on our end you can also follow uh, Christopher's show that he posts um, on a weekly basis as well and uh, what's the name of your show babe relevancy by the sea relevancy by the sea all right and that is everything parents thank you so much for listening to tonight's episode we will talk to you next week bye